This is Niv. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode on the Delayed Kickoff channel. And today we are doing sort of a mid-season awards slash 2022 predictions sort of video. If you saw the last video, you know that Max is taking a hiatus from the podcast, so we are joined by the lovely Jamie. Do you want to say hello? Hello. 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 Just, just us two. Stuff. Yeah, new era, new shit. Um, hopefully. Um, hope maybe we might get a few guests on during the period. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Wouldn't mind it, you know. There's, a, I'm sure there's people queuing up to get their footballing opinions broadcast on the delay kickoff channel. Um, you said Kian is interested. Get him involved. Get get them yeah, all involved. Interested. Yeah, you know who? Maybe come May, Kian might replace Max. Yeah, on the full time. Max might not get his spot then. I know. Imagine that. The scenes. Um. Yeah. Anyway, how are you, sir? This is the first one of 2022. How has your your new year been? Yeah, it was all right. To be fair, I mean, we didn't go out. I didn't go out. Um. For obvious reasons, I'd only just got rid of COVID, so I didn't want to get it again. Well, you just have the antibodies by then. Yeah, can you even have? Can you even get COVID that fast after just having it? Uh, well, you're well. You you managed to you know get COVID and get rid of COVID within 24 hours. So yeah, (laughs) anything that yeah, I probably did did have it for like a full week without realizing. I doubt I actually got it on the Friday and got rid of it on the Saturday. Yeah, just didn't have any symptoms. So yeah, I just didn't realize. So yeah, but I've seen so many people who were like out in town who have been like, now we've been like, oh yeah, I've got COVID. So like, it's a really good job I avoided the clubs in Rockdale. Yeah, I didn't really go to a club. I just a uh, few of the friends and we just sat outside in someone's garden. They got a nice little like wooden shack thing. Yeah, and it was it was a good it was a good evening. Um, such yeah. night. I mean, once I was pissed, I was trying to convince everyone to go to the club, but it didn't work. <laughs> That does not sound like you at all. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on to the topic in hand, which is, we'll, right, we'll start with the mid-season awards. Obviously, we're in January now. We've hit roughly the halfway point. It's always hard to tell, really, because teams vote because of COVID. Actually, we have actually hit the halfway point, haven't we? Well, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Nine teams. How many games have we actually played? I'm trying to think of Fantasy League. We're on game week 21, aren't we? <laughs> I don't want to think about the fancy. Yeah, you've been stinking it up recently. <laughs> don't worry, I've had a healthy lead. I'm, I'm just you, sort I, of like, yeah, it's been cut though. I'm only sixty-five points behind you. I'm, I'm, always, yeah, I'm always looking at the sort of entertainment side of. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, try and get people involved. You know, it's not exciting if I'm just running away with the title every year. You know, yeah. get them lawn people back in. You I mean, just, you're just unbelievably good at captain in zero pointers yeah captain people who like to miss penalties that's why yeah. it's my I new uh, addiction knew, I knew Dominic Calvert-Lewin was missing that penalty as soon as he stepped up yeah I yeah I, so did I. I thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna put Damari Gray on it to be honest I thought surely they're not gonna put Calvert-Lewin on after he's had fucking what, what was it like four months out yeah that that's true that is true um but he's got another game uh, against Leicester next week. Hopefully, he can get yeah. a few a few goals. I'm hoping I'm going to be like within around 50 points of me by the end of this game week. 
I'm kind of hoping like someone, yeah, I don't know, like locks Jared you've Bowen got in DCL the house or something. Yeah, you've got DCL, I've got Gray, Bowen, and Antonio, so I'm coming. <laughs> you are, you are, you are. Um, well, we've all got the same amount of chips now. Yeah, but we've all got the same amount of chips now. You've got no advantage on me anymore. <laughs> just a 50-point advantage. Yeah. yeah, just a 50-point advantage, but I'm coming. I'm it gets coming. exciting, yeah, it gets exciting. Um, exciting, yeah. I might just go proper uh, defensive and just act, get access to your team and just copy your team. <laughs> um, That's basically what, what we've been doing anyway. Yeah, but like every single player. All of the 15 players and the captains and the vice captains and the chips yeah, used. You can't do that. You've got your other leagues to think about. <laughs> that, that's true. That is true. I think uh, I've finally broken into the top two million for the first time. Oh, yeah. How's the Northwest really... League going? It's actually not that bad. I think I'm, I'm climbing. I'm definitely climbing. I think I've, I've, I think last week I actually came top in the whole league. Oh, how much uh, is it? It's 300 pounds for... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've, got, I've got no chance of that. I've got no chance of that because some of the people in that league are like, I think one of them, I think the guy who's top must be top 100k in the world. Easy. So yeah, so I didn't realise, when, when I realised we were all putting £10 each on it, I probably should have realised they were all very good at FPL. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't even know what a free hit was. Yeah. You, you so I gave, I gave them like... Fact. I gave them like a 10 week head start because for the first 10 weeks, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I had a Dharma try already until fucking game week 15. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. You know, we're just going to have to make a fucking FPL. We're going to have to make an FPL podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Tips and tricks. <laughs> Lake no t- tips and tricks. No. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the one on Twitter, that FPL differential king guy? Uh, yeah, I have seen him on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, he just whoever he captains, just get out of your team. He'll always just try and do some differential captain. He always just fucks it. I think even he's less than me in the world. So we can be like him. Entertainment yeah. side of FPL, not the um, advice side. Yeah, yeah. if you want to captain anybody who misses a penalty, just yeah. give me a bell and I will <laughs> tell you who to captain for that week. Yeah, I was just thinking he's actually, I've just been saying he's better captaining you might be a, you might be one of the worst. Yeah, I'm sorry, but surely that's surely that that's that's happened very rare that someone's captain two penalty misses in a row. Yeah, to be fair, Salah missing a penalty and then Cavalier missing, but it doesn't get any worse than whatever game week it was when Chelsea won seven 0 and Kai Havertz didn't score a goal. Yeah, me and you, uh, me and you are setting new records this year. I got a famous twenty two pointer. Uh, I, I, I I visit that regularly and I just look at that team and I'm thinking how the hell have you got 22 points it's like, literally even with like a lot of players out because of COVID and like all my players are getting two I still like get like 25, 30 I'm just like how have you got 22 it, no it was literally because I, I didn't have a bench because I didn't realise a bench was important and none of my like five of my players didn't play so I literally play. I was playing like six aside. Six aside. Yeah. Always good on FBL. Always good. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, let's move on to the topic in hand, uh, which we meant to do about ten minutes ago, but you know, <laughs> you got distracted. Max is do- gone, and the whole the whole <laughs> podcast is shatters. <laughs> right, player of the season. Um, I'm not sure many people are going to dispute 
who we've got here. Um, yeah, this one's quite boring, to be fair. Yeah, this one's... I've got uh, Big Mo, Mohamed Salah, despite mm-hmm. him missing a penalty when I captained him on the F- old FPL. Uh, yeah, just... I don't think anyone is going to pick anyone yeah, else. You've got, got the most goals and the most assists, any. Yeah. He's, um, he, the fact that he's going to go away for a month to the AFCON and he's still going to be top goal scorer when he gets back. It shows how clear of everyone he's been this season. Well, well that's the thing, isn't it? Because um, I don't know what Liverpool's situation is because they've just had a game postponed, haven't they? The EFL Cup game. Um, I reckon they're trying to get a load of postponements while Sal has gone until he's Yeah, that's the, that's all the, the theory going around. Get all the important games fucking cancelled, like semi-finals of the Cup or big Premier League games. Play all the play all the shit teams, so all they all get rescheduled when Sal's back. Because yeah. I'm missing Marnie as well. I completely, completely forgot about him. But... Yeah, yeah. And, and Naby Keita, who okay, doesn't always start, but in COVID times could be a good, useful player. Um, or I think I don't actually know if he's gone. But like Chelsea and missing Mendy as well. Afcon is taking its effect. Um, yeah, but you can't argue Mohamed Salah. Uh, I'd say, yeah. I was going to say this Afcon's going to benefit United because is Eric Bailly the only one that he's injured anyway? Yeah, buy is the only one, really. But nothing benefits United at the moment. We are fucking <laughs> dreadful. Do not talk to me. We'll, we'll yeah. get to United. Yeah, we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll do that. United predictions towards the end, and we can talk about that. Uh, I mean, we definitely won't be uh, involved in my top four predictions. Spoiler alert. But... Spoiler, spoiler. I've gotten to win the title. I don't know about you. Um, young player of the season, uh, which is under 21. If you know me, you know I don't like players 21 and over winning young player yeah. of the season. Isn't, isn't it like normally 23, like in actual Yeah. Football? Like there yeah. was one year like Harry Kane was going like 25 when the award was given out or something. Just behave. Yeah. Um, although the one the one bad thing about us turning this into uh, under 21s is there's, there's sort of only one real option, a bit like the player of the season. Um, oh, Jamie, who you got? I assume you've got the same as me, but I have Bakayo Saka. Yeah, I think yeah. I have Bakayo Saka as well. I think if we extended it to 21, there were a few other yeah, players. Because yeah. that's what I was Googling. I was Googling like Phil Foden's age and stuff like that. And I was just seeing they were like 21 years up. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. finally found Saka and I was like, okay, yeah, that's probably the only option. Yeah, I got a few players, a few young players in my team in the season, which we'll get to uh, in a bit, uh, that could have if they were 20 or we extended the uh, borderline for 21, I think they probably would have made it. Yeah, I mean, Greenwood, uh, Greenwood had a really good start to the season. Yeah, I think, and yeah. He's, he's just been... He's, Greenwood's just... Greenwood needs to leave United. He's been held back so much by just how shit we are. Cause the, the other night was a joke because he was literally our best player, apart from Phil Jones. And, um, <laughs> and, 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 and he got fully... All the attackers were absolutely dog shit, and he was the one who got brought off. It didn't make any sense. I couldn't believe it when Greenwood would come. He was the only one that would do anything. But yeah, obviously, I keep trying to get into United. Don't know. But yeah, just just on United, no, I actually can't believe that in the last week, Joe Linton dropped a man of match performance against us. We conceded to Aaron Lennon from centre From centre From centre Don't make it any worse. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Um, 
So yeah, Bakai Saki, young player of the season. Uh, he's had a great season. Uh, future's bright for the kid. Uh, I'm glad that he's playing well again after we played well in the Euros, but of course missed that decisive penalty in the final. Uh, glad that he's put that behind him and is uh, playing well, even though he does play for Arsenal, who don't think anyone really likes. Yeah, he is a very good player. Signing of the season. Now there's a few. Uh, another spoiler alert into my team of the season. A few new signings have made it in there. Um, we're, I, I guarantee we've probably got the same one again. Uh, that is because of the mid-season awards. But who do you have for your signing of the season? Um, it was between two. But I'm actually going to go with Damari Gray. Oh, I was, I was, lit- I've literally just made that decision right now because you want to be differential, don't you? No, but no, I tell you why I've made that decision. I took into account how much money was spent because I was gonna say Ramsdale, but then I thought for what for what Gray's actually done only cost him one point five million. He's basically carried Everton in many ways. So yeah, I think I'm gonna well, go with Demar Graves signing of the season. Because well, you can't get much better than that for 1.5 million. You can't expect much more than that. The, yeah, that that is so true. Actually, um, very good. Um, I don't. I didn't actually have either of Gray and Ramsdale <laughs> in sort of my eyes. Um, I've actually gone with Connor Gallagher because <laughs> yeah. I remember when we did the preseason predictions. I think it was you that had Palace. Higher up, me and Max sort of thought they were borderline relegation. Yeah, and like Palace's front line are good. They've got like Zaha, Eze, Benteke. I think the defensive midfield needed work, and I think Gallagher being added to that midfield has really bolstered it up. And I mean, they're mid table. I think high mid table actually. So I think he's just been a great signing. Um, not just goals. Um, he's getting assists as well. He's a crucial part of that midfield. So. Uh, I, I've added Gallagher as my signing of the season. Uh, and he's he's sort of come out of nowhere. He had a little good spell at West Brom, I think, but he's sort of... Yeah, you can't really do much playing for West Brom. Yeah, that, that that's true, that's true. Um, and Palace looked quite shit against West Ham the other night without Gallagher in the team. Yeah, definitely. So he's, he's literally essential for them. Yeah, like, before, like last season, they had like Jeffrey Schlupp and Milivojevic and James McCarthy, I think. So to add a fiery Conor Gallagher in that middle of the park is is benefiting Palace. And I mean, they don't know as my signing of the season. Another signing of the season that I, I would have put does make an appearance in my team of the season. Let's move on to team of the season. I got a feeling I know your goalkeeper is going to be. And that's not because this is the second take. Um, who who is your who is your keeper? And why he's muted himself. So are you, oh. are you back? <laughs> my, yeah, my my keeper is Aaron Ramsdale. Aaron Ramsdale. Okay. Yeah, I feel that's kind of it was it was between him and De Gea. Okay. De Gea has actually been quite good uh, quite good this season, but no, I, I did go with Ramsdale as much as I'm not a fan of Arsenal. Ramsdale's probably one of the top keepers for me. Yeah. Um. I had three. Ramsdale oh. and De Gea was two of them, but I've actually opted for oh. the third of them. 
which is Jose Sarr from Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club. Oh, shit, yeah. I can't believe because I even think of him. I think I read somewhere he's got the best uh, shot-stopping percentage of all the keepers in the league. Um, Wolves have kept so many clean sheets this season. Um, and even when they've played, like, the the better teams, they only lost 1-0 to Liverpool, only lost 1-0 to Man City. So they avoid hammerings um, yeah. on, the, on the most. So... And he's come in, and as I said last podcast when we were speaking about Wolves' 2021, they got rid of Rio Patricio, and I, I feared that they wouldn't replace him. But Jose Sars, I think, is a better keeper than Patricio. So, and every time I watch him, his distribution as well is pretty good. Um, so I've gone Jose Sar. Uh, very close for winning signing of the season for me so far as well. Um, but it's a bit weird giving it to a keeper, so... It was it was Saar, De Gea or Ramsdale. I think Ramsdale started like I can't actually remember when Ramsdale signed for Arsenal. I think it was he like missed the first month, didn't he? Because it was Leno. Yeah, and then Leno turned into absolute shit. I think. Yeah, and then Ramsdale sort of has done very well since. I think had the first few games where you know a little dodgy here and there. Yeah. De Gea's been fantastic, obviously. I think he's conceded too many goals. Not necessarily his fault, but I think no. he's conceded yeah. too many goals. I, don't, I, can't actually, I can't actually think of a big mistake that's been his fault. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe like one or two. I think the City second goal, even though I think that was short. Oh, yeah. Sort of short De Gea. But... Maybe when he decided that. Maybe when he decided to lie on the floor against Arsenal instead of just getting up. <laughs> I completely forgot that actually happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we went on to win the game anyway, didn't we? So it wasn't yeah. too bad. But I know. What a, what a novelty. It wasn't nice. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not good to fake injury when it's your own player who stood on you. <laughs> yeah. VAR kind of exposes all of those things now. Yeah. But yeah, there's been a lot of good keepers. And I'm glad that we have offered three keepers here and none of them are the sort of the big three that you associate in Alison, Edison and Mendy. All of our good seasons, but I think it's good that we've brought three other keepers that aren't those three to the table. It's been a good year for Yeah, I am quite... Uh, I am kind of regretting not going with Saar, but I will stick with Ramsdale. No, I, I agree with Ramsdale. I think Ramsdale is a very good keeper and I think this season he's done really well. It's what Arsenal needed, but... I think so. It's just yeah. Really I'm happy people. you've given him the recognition he deserves because I was when I was watching Monday Night Football and Gary Neville or Jamie Carragher both at Ramsdale. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, someone's got so to fly the Wolves flag while Max is uh, gone. So yeah, <laughs> I'll do it this time. Yeah, you do uh, Wolf, um, right, moving on to the defense. As per with all our team of the seasons, there's not a fixed formation, so it's it's sort of loose in that regard. But I assume we both have uh, a right back, two centre backs, and a left back. It's tradition. Um, yeah, I have done. I have a feeling this might be very sort of samey, um, but we'll, we'll go nonetheless. Uh, right back. There are a few options for right back actually, but I think the one that properly stands out is the one I've gone with, and that is. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, that's that's the one I've gone with. That's the most obvious one. Isn't it? Yeah, I think I think Reece James has done well, but I think there's been too many because he's Reece James got a red card. He's scored an own goal. He's made a few mistakes. I just think 
Rhys James has had a good season, but I think Trent has been that level above. Yeah, he's far more consistent. I think Rhys James has been quite on and off, and he's he's been injured quite a bit as well, Rhys James. So, especially now because it's looking like he's going to miss the majority of the season. Yeah, that yeah. Um, Chelsea, no luck really with the fullbacks there, but. Yeah, but Trent just seems to be every week. Just he seems to be getting a fucking goal contribution every week. Yeah, never mind. Just and he's at he yes he does he has looked very good defensively as well. Yeah, there's sort of this myth going around that he can't defend. Um, yeah, he's not the best defender there's ever been at right back, but like the guy's redefined. I mean, he is, right he is the really best are. right back. He is the best right back in the world. If, oh yeah, if Gareth doesn't start making him um the certain starter for England for now. It'll just be a bit ridiculous because as much as Kyle Walker's done England well, Trent is is just levels above any right back in the world. Never mind just for England. Yeah, true. Um, he's one of those players that, as a United fan, you're extremely jealous that Liverpool have a player as talented as Trent yeah. on the books. So yeah, he could start making a difference for England in tournaments. Like in tournaments, like in in games like the final. Even though Trippier got an assist, to be fair, but he's just. We've literally got one of the best players in the world in that position. Well, the best player in the world in that position. So, Gareth needs to get him nailed on there. Mm. And Gareth sometimes gets that sort of five at the back. So, those sort of wing backs will be crucial. And there's no better yeah. wing back or right back, as you said, in the world than Trent. So, uh, no real questions about that. I think Reese James is the only one that you can sort of question there. But I think, as we said, Trent is far more consistent on that basis. Yeah. Um, Moving on to the centre-back. We'll do it as a partnership. Um, we'll say the two I've got, and then you can say the two you've got. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a few names, but I think I've sort of gone with the bog-standard blueprint. Well, I say that. I actually haven't gone with Van Dyke. I think a lot of people might go with Van Dyke, but I've gone... Oh, we've yeah. probably gone with the same. <laughs> I've gone with uh, Diaz and Rudiger, which is probably... Yeah, yeah. Um, Diaz has been, you know, a revolution for City last season. He's continued that this season. Rudiger has, I mean, turned into one of the best centre backs around at the moment, uh, which is crazy when you think of where he was pre Tuchel. But um, he seems to be scoring every week. And of course, for a defender, it's not all about goals. He's Chelsea of up until a few weeks ago, really, really good defence. Um, and he's been a consistent part of that, I think. Other names you could maybe bring up, I think Van Dyke, maybe. I think he's had a good season. Probably probably for the high standards Van Dyke set himself, probably hasn't been that good in comparison. But I think Thiago Silva as well. I put him in my uh, World eleven. Uh because I thought we had a great 2021. But I, I understand why people put Rudiger in theirs. But yeah, Diaz and Rudiger are the two outstanding ones for me. Do you, can you think of anyone else that could maybe... I don't know. I'm sort of, when I think of outside, like the good defensive in the league, like the top three, all I can think of is Wolves players, just because they seem to be keep, keeping clean sheets every week. But I don't think any Wolves centre-back really stands out that much. Yeah, I think, it's I think Max would it. probably want us to throw um, Kilman in there. I think he does. He's a big fan. Kilman, yeah. And to, to be honest, I'm not actually sure how old Kilman is because I think he's very I, young. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
if he's under 21, he'd be a good shout for player, young player of the season, actually, because I've been very impressed every time he was. Um, every time I've seen him, he's been good. Oh, he's 24. <laughs> Ignore that. No, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been good this season. Definitely uh, worth the shout. I think, I know I've put Rudiger in there, who plays in the back three, but uh, when you're a Wolves and you play a back three, it's hard to sort of put one defender above the other two because it's sort of a system. And I know that's sort of hypocritical because I've put Rudiger in there, but... Yeah, think... Matip probably deserves a shout because he's always very good. Very good partnership with Van Dijk. Yeah, I agree. Um, when they brought Canate, I thought Van Dijk Canate would be the partnership. Yeah. Matip's done well to keep Canate and Gomez, for that matter, uh, sort of out. Um, yeah, I think they deserve a shout. Anyone... I think you can make argument for basically any one of City's centre-backs or... Uh, yeah. Although they do switch it around. I think Laporte's had a good season. I don't think it's been good enough to get into the team this season because I think only now he's started getting consistency. But, yeah, just in terms of overall consistency throughout the 19-20 games they've played, Diaz and Rudiger for me. And obviously for you. Yeah. Yeah, I've gone with that as well. Left back... <laughs> I've got a feeling our defence is going to be identical, which yeah. is just a testament to yeah. uh, how it is. Um, I mean, we didn't mention him when we were talking about right-backs because we've put him in the left-back because he has played a lot this season. I assume yeah. Yarkoncello is your uh, left-back. Yeah, he is yeah. my left-back, yeah. He's basically uh, just known as a left-back now, to be fair, isn't he? Because uh, City, it's mainly because City needed a left-back because I guess Zinchenko was sort of the best you've got. Yeah. But yeah. He seems to be injured quite a lot and he's probably not the best left back going. So Cancelo's sort of been forced to convert into a left back and he's actually he's actually turned into the best left back in the league. Yeah. If not especially this season. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. He he was a he was pushing Salah for player of the season for me. Because not just goals and assists which are easy to look at but his defensive abilities I can't remember the defensive stats that I saw a few weeks ago but like in terms of blocks and interceptions and, and like balls forward and stuff like that he and passes he's like first in the league for all of those or, or something along those lines so um, the guy's incredible um, and I in terms of other left backs you can always make a case for Robertson because he is very, very good left back. Um, yeah, he's not been as consistent this year, I don't think. No, I, I don't think so. I thought he's been out for the past three games as well, considering he got a red card. Yeah, that's true. I thought last season, uh, Robertson up with Salah was their best players. Um, yeah, I thought Robertson did really well, uh, last season, but this season, it, he's still been good. But I think, yeah, again, the Liverpool fullback set standards higher like so high that it's often when they have a good performance you think it's an average performance because of this bar they've set themselves so yeah and Cancelo uh, said Shaw's been dreadful this season Uh, uh, right moving on to the midfield I think Declan Rice is who I've got as sort of the more defensive minded player in, in in a midfield three that I've gone with um I don't know about you. Have you gone with Declan Rice? I know you put him in your world eleven. Uh, yeah, I've gone for like two defensive midfielders in this one. So I I've, think got I De- I've got Declan Rice 
is in there, but I've also got Rodri in there. Oh, he's on the Rodri bandwagon I love now. It. I love it. I love it, Rodri. Now, yeah, he's on the he's understood what the Rodri hype is about. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any problem with you putting either of them in. Obviously, I've got Rice as well. Uh, every time I think Rice is like sort of hit his ceiling, he then exceeds it. He's such a good uh, yeah. defensive midfielder. And he, he, at one point, he might excel. Well, I think right now he's excelling West Ham, even though West Ham are fighting for Champions League at the moment. Sooner rather than later, you feel Declan Rice is going to get a big move to a team that can consistently yeah, challenge for I think, I think even West Ham fans know that he's, he's off soon. You can't. Mm. A club like West, as there's no disrespect to West Ham, but a club like West Ham can't have a player like Declan Rice for this long. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, I don't know, don't know where he could possibly go, but I'm sure everyone's going to be curious. Send him to United. Yeah, I would. You're fucking desperate. That that is the ideal. Yeah, he's probably number one target. The ideal. Um, yeah, uh, had a great Euros and has continued that into this season and it yeah. is a massive reason why West Ham are doing so well this season. Um you put so Rodri, I think I think Rodri as well is a good is a good shout. I haven't put Rodri in, but I can see why you've done it. He's been yeah consistent for Manchester City and you know such a crucial player in the system they, they uh play with. Uh who is your third and final midfielder assuming you've gone with that mid- classic midfield three? Yeah, my final one is Bernardo Silva. I feel yeah. like, based off this season, he's probably been one of the best players in the world that might the Premier League. So, I feel like he's someone you sort of have to have in. Yeah, I, I I've gone. Uh, but Conor Gallagher is in my team along with Bernardo Silva. Um, so, but yeah, Bernardo is in- incredible, and it's so. Every time I think of how good Bernardo is, I just look back to the summer when he was rumored to leave Man City. And I just thought, how could they have nearly let him go? Because he's been their best player this season, along with Kevin yeah, and Rodri. Um, just such such a crucial player. And the thing is with the Manchester City is there's always sort of a top, like their best player. Like last season, Gundogan was the player that was like their best player. Then De Bruyne, probably the season before, and Bernardo Silva this season. You know, they always have a midfielder that is, all their midfielders are good, don't get me wrong, but they always have that midfielder that if De Bruyne and Gundogan are not performing as well, Bernardo Silva will step up. If Silva and De Bruyne aren't performing well, Gundogan will step up and vice versa and all of that if you get my drift. Um, that's why they're such a good team. So I've gone with Bernardo Silva. In terms of Conor Gallagher, um, as I, I've already sung his praises during the signing of the season, Um as you, as you rightfully pointed out as well, when they played West Ham and didn't have Conor Gallagher in the middle, looked a terrible, well, not a terrible team, but worse off than they would have been with Gallagher in there. Um, sort of, as I said, come out of nowhere. And I, I just yeah. feel he deserves the appreciation. I wonder where he'll go next season as well, because I can't imagine, it's because he's been, I don't think Chelsea will get him back. So it'd be interesting to see where he actually ends up. Yeah, I agree. Um, a lot of clubs are going to be uh, looking at him as well, uh, maybe a player, maybe an Everton could do with him. Um, yeah, Everton could definitely do with him, especially after Gilfie's gone to prison. 
we are in need of a, a number 10. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's sort of what they've been missing this season. Yeah. Well, they've been missing the majority of their players because everyone always yeah. has an injury crisis. Um, yeah. You get, a few other people, I don't know, have you got any other sort of notable omissions you want to chuck in there that nearly made it? Um, there wasn't really anyone who nearly made it for me. There's probably some good shouts, but I think I was sort of set on a free that wasn't going to change. I'm trying to think around the clubs, and I can't really think of many. Yeah. Even even when I look, obviously United have been shy. Um, yeah, no, Spurs no, is midfield. You know, Spurs have been shit up until Conte's come in. I mean, I guess you could sort of make a case for Kovacic or Jorginho. I like how Jorginho got third in the world in the Ballon d'Or, and we've not even mentioned it. <laughs> well, that 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 just proves the Ballon d'Or. Uh, yeah, yeah. So someone like someone like him or Kante, I think, could yeah could make a case for being in there. But yeah, no one. It was it was quite an easy pick actually. Yeah, when, I mean, when I was my free. It's tempting to put Kovacic in there just for the goal he scored against Liverpool. That was an incredible yeah, that was goal. That made, that made Gary Neville make all kinds of noises. Uh, yeah, if you get Gary off his seat making those noises, you know you've done well. Um, yeah, I, I can't really think of too many players that can really push that. Um, so we'll move on to front threes. Uh, I'm sure we'll get. We'll just do the right wing straight away. Yeah, we'll just get right yeah. winger out the way. Salah, player of the season. Yeah, yeah, undoubtedly enough already. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it anymore. Uh, we'll go to the left wing before we go up front. Um, who do you have at your left wing? I think this was the one that I went back and forth on the most, um, but I did end up on Hyunmin Son. Who are you going back and forth between? Quite a few. I am. Um, I'm not gonna lie, Damari Gray was uh was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Phil Foden was in there. Yeah, yeah. But I ended up sticking with Son because I realized he's he's had the most goal contributions out of all of them. And in sort of like he has sort of been carrying Spurs a bit this season because Harry Kane's he's picked up recently, but definitely at the start of the season. And I mean I know full well from having him in my FPL for so long. He was absolute shit. <laughs> and he had to start the season under Nuno. He was a he was a dreadful manager for them. So I think under the circumstances, for Son to still pull out good numbers, I think he's joint top. I think he's like joint fourth goal scorer, uh, top goal scorer in the league. So for him to still consistently pull out his usual numbers with everything that was happening with Spurs in the first half of the season, I think I think he he's the only one I went well went for. Yeah, I I I I don't agree with you. Well, I I agree that you've put him in I haven't actually gone with Son but I think he's a good shout you know he's always sort of there or thereabouts which proves how good Son is as a footballer especially as you said when Tottenham are crap for the first half of the half of the season uh, with Nuno he was still getting a few numbers here and there and now under Conte is thriving as you would expect so um, yeah no, no qualms of you putting Son in there no uh, qualms at all um, I've actually gone with now. The, I, I don't know how you're going to react to this. I don't know if you okay. can... no, no, it's not. No, it, it's is a it good one of them ones where he doesn't play on left wing. Well, he has. He he plays on. He plays on left wing and also plays in the centre. But he plays predominantly okay. more recently on the left wing because of Odegaard, who's come in to replace him. I've put Smith Rowe in. Um, All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. At- 
I think, yeah, I think he's had a great season, Smith. I think he's been Arsenal's best player. Uh, even when Arsenal sort of had that period where they were winning 1-0 and they're beating teams that were not that good, Smithrow was pro- predominantly the one that was doing it for them. Because um, the Yang's not been firing. Obviously, there's problems there. Lacazette hasn't really been firing that much. Odegaard's only really just started firing the two main sort of goal outlets and even Martinelli has only just started. The goal outlets and even the assist outlets were Saka and Smith-Rowe. Uh, and obviously I put Saka as the young player of the season because he's 20, but I think smith has had a better uh, season so far, so I've, I've put him in at the uh, at um, that position, left wing. Yeah, he's, he's, he's scored the same amount of goals as um, Son as well, and they both got eight. Yeah, so I definitely can't argue with that. He's he's unlucky that he doesn't start anymore because him him and Saka should be the starting wingers hundred percent. There should be no debate about it. Uh, yeah, I think if obviously <laughs> I do not know as much as Mikel Arteta, but if I was Arteta, I would I would go with keep Odegaard in the middle, put Smith throw out on the left, Saka out on the right, and then put Martinelli yeah. up front. Yeah, of Lacazette. Yeah. I I just because uh, they're obviously yeah. building a youthful team. That's what Arsenal is about, and it is. I'll say it is an exciting time for us. So they've got a lot of young players that are going to be the future if they stay at the club. So, and they're doing well this season, as I predicted in uh, the preseason predictions. So, yeah, the only the only issue is well, so you know they're going to have a five game period where they go to complete shit. Like we did, we had that they had that period where they lost to us, and then they lost to Everton. They always go through that patch where everyone wants Arteta out. Yeah, that that's true. That is true. Um, but, I don't yeah. think there will ever be. I can't disagree with Smith Rowe. Um, yeah, I think Smith Rowe's had a great, great season. Um, and he got his first England call up this year, uh, this yeah. season, didn't he? So, I mean, just testament to how good he's been this season. There. Um, striker is the final position, and it's an interesting one because I don't think there's been an out and out striker that is really like taken the league by storm uh there's a few names i've got knocking around uh i just want to know who you've gone with up front because it's going to be interesting i'm just wondering i have i feel like this is the only one you really can go with to be honest so i've gone with diogo jota yeah i i, I haven't like come to diogo jota i understand i understand in terms of minutes played, especially, if he played every game for Liverpool, he would be rivaling Salah for the top goal scorer because he is the second top goal scorer in the league. He's only six behind Salah, to be fair. And I think with much much less minutes played, he yeah. seems every time he plays, he seems to score. So I agree. Yeah, I think I think he deserves to get more. He is going to get more consistent game time as well now that uh, Mane and Salah are gone. But I think he deserves to be Liverpool's main striker because he is one of the best in the league. Yeah, I agree. And he, yeah, he was my, he was sort of my, I nearly put him in just on that basis. Uh, it, didn't he have like a sort of month where he was injured or a month and a bit where he was injured? Uh, I, I can't remember, to be yeah. honest. But I feel he's I mean, whenever of... he's out, it mainly seems to be because, because Firmino's come onto some form. And it feels like no matter how many goals Jota scores, Firmino's always going to be the number one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think. To be honest, I think Josh should have way more goals than he does because the chances he gets, I remember he's missed a few good opportunities this season. He should have way more than he already does, um, which is, again, a testament to how good Liverpool are. Um, so I nearly put him in. Uh, this is probably, now you said that 
sort of the only one that you can see going up front. I, I've got a feeling this is going to be a very differential pick with who I've gone with. Uh, I've gone with, and it's not the first player you think of. It's not a Yotta. It's not an Antonio. It's not a Vardy. It's Emmanuel Dennis for Watford. Yeah, now, I knew you was going to go with Dennis. I knew you was going to go with Dennis. Here's, here's, right, here is the thing. Here is the thing. He is not the best striker in the league. But this season, he, he seems to score almost every week for Watford. And in that Watford side, that is an impressive feat. I think Watford would be... I reckon Watford will probably be below Norwich or on par with Norwich if it wasn't for Dennis and probably King as well because their defence is one of the worst ever. Yeah, Midfield isn't too bad. So I think Dennis, they're sort of a two-man team with the Dennis and King situation. And Dennis has just been great. They brought him in uh, and he's just... Every time I look out for Watford's fixtures, every time it comes up on phone, it seems to be either Dennis or King or that variation of Cisco, that sort of thing. So I just go with a slight differential there, and I think, in terms of the numbers he's pulling up in that Watford side, they are impressive. Like I said, Jota, he's not actually going to the Afghan, is he? No, uh, he's not. Uh, what the situation? I saw something that um, I saw something that Nigeria can still stop him playing matches in the league, even though he's not gone to Afghan. Well, I don't know the situation about that really, because yeah. uh, I think I don't know whether Watford just full on stopped it or whether there's reports coming out that Dennis didn't like sort of a position he was going to be played in for Nigeria because Watford have also had the similar situation with Saar and Senegal. Watford haven't really allowed Saar to go on international duty for the AFCON with Senegal. So uh, it, it, you can, it's, it's quite bad that Watford haven't allowed their players, assuming obviously that Watford have full-on stopped Dennis, which we don't know if it's true or not, but if they have, then... You understand why, but it is slightly disrespectful to the players because obviously representing your international team is, you know, one of the best things you can do as a, any sportsman uh, or women. So, yeah, it is it slightly came, disrespectful. If it came to like, if it came to like the Euros and the World Cup and we tried to stop, you wouldn't even be allowed to stop someone going to represent England or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Even if you tried to do it. Yeah, you can you can sort, but you can see why Watford have done it because they are in a difficult position in the league, and that two of their best players are yeah. Star and Dennis. Yeah, uh, it so. is awkward, but it's because it's not really like the World Cups. World Cups just the whole season's going to stop, isn't it? Yeah. So it's it's, it's a bit different. It's a bit difficult because you you are just gonna the players are gonna leave and they're gonna miss like four or five games. So mm. it is a bit awkward. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, in terms of back onto the team this season. I think Antonio deserves a shout. He's been really good for West Ham. Jota, as you said, is in yours and probably was second best in mine. Uh, I don't think there's anyone else that really pushes that. I think Vardy's been on and off. I think Iniacho's been on and off. I don't think anyone has really pushed Dennis or, Sut or Jota any, any further. Can you think no. of any? I mean, I, I, thought, I, I thought you was going to go with Ronaldo. <laughs> I was getting worried. No, no, no. But no, he is, he's 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 not as as much as he is United's top goal scorer. No, no United players get yeah. anywhere near this team, bar to hair. Yeah, United players aren't. Allowed, so and maybe at the end of the season, Phil Jones. But I yeah, I can know. see that. <laughs> what player? Um, 
Yeah, uh, I'm not. Yeah, Ronaldo. I mean, it's not been dreadful, Ronaldo, but obviously he sets such high standards. United have been crap, yeah. so you know you can't really put Ronaldo in there. And in terms of others, I mean, you've put Jota in there for Liverpool, but Chelsea don't really have a striker that necessarily can score. Yeah, goals. I mean, they've got Lukaku, but he's. I don't. Know, I think Lukaku. I don't think has got four goals this season, has he? Uh, no, he might, he might have four or five. Yeah. Um, City don't really have an out-and-out striker. Yeah. The only one really is Jesus. Sometimes they'd be Sterling there or Foden. But yeah. they don't really have one. Um, and then looking down, Kane's been completely off the boil. Aubameyang and Lacazette have been completely off the boil. And then you look at a Wolves, Jimenez hasn't really been there. Everton, Cavalier has been out and they haven't really been scoring many goals. And the striker definitely hasn't with, uh, with Charleston if he's played there. So, yeah, I think... You can maybe say three, and that would be Jota, Antonio, and Dennis. Yeah, I think there's a few few ones that that are not good enough to push into the team of the season so far, but deserve recognition. Like I think Edwards had a good run. I think Benteke's had a sort of good run at Palace as well. Not obviously not good enough to push into the team of the season, but they've had they should be acknowledged because they've had a, a little good run. But yeah. I, you've gone Joe, I've gone Dennis. The only other one is worth mentioning, I think, is Antonio. So. Yeah, and even he went fucking God knows how many games without scoring a goal. Yeah. Before as recently, so. Yeah, and it just shows this season that, you know, it's all about, like, the full-backs and the wingers and the midfielders. The striker aren't, aren't getting the goals, um, which is very interesting if you look into it. So, yeah. Um so my team of the season is Jose Sarr, Trent, Diaz, Rudiger, Cancelo, Rice, Gallagher, Bernardo Silva, and then Salah, Dennis, and Smith-Rowe. And Jamie, yours is for a recap. Mine is Ramsdale, Trent, Diaz, Rudiger, Cancelo, Rodri, uh, Rice, Bernardo Silva, Salah, Yotta, and Son. Nice. Can't believe, I, can't believe I remember that off the top of my head. Did you not write it down? Wow. I did kind of... write it down, but I'd have to go off Zoom and go on to notes and I couldn't be asked. So just... Oh, no, we're not having that. Yeah. I was worried that this is the Zoom would fuck up again. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Um, right. I think that's, uh, you can't really argue about any of the picks we've put in, maybe a few differentials, but I think they've all deserved their places. Yeah, we, we, went, we went kind of basic mainly, didn't we? We might actually be disappointed. Well, yeah, I think we got a few, a few sort of. I think Max would be delighted how we've not all got top six players. That's, that's the one thing that would have annoyed him. Yeah, if it's just yeah. a team of Liverpool, Chelsea, and Man City players, which isn't. You know, we've got Smith Rowe from Arsenal, Dennis from Watford. I've got Gallagher from Palace, Rice from West Ham. Well, Arsenal are still. I mean, Arsenal are classed as top six, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, well, they're top, they're, I mean, they're in the top four at the moment, aren't they? I, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I mean, they're more top four than United are. So. Jeez, yeah. uh, speaking of top four, let's have the predictions. Actually, let's have a bit of fun and predict who's going to win the Premier League title because yeah. it's always fun. <laughs> I, don't um, think that's, I don't think that's going to be... Um, it's just going to be like picking salaries, your player of the season, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, Man City are going to win it, aren't they? So yeah. I mean, how many points clear have you now? Uh, yeah, I think it's like eight, nine. Liverpool have a game in hand, but that that draw yeah. as well. I, no, I saw no someone. 
I saw someone, um, I think it might have been on Twitter, actually, um, after the United uh, loss to Wolves, they were like, it's been a good few days for Man City. I'm like, what the hell has the United result got to do with Manchester <laughs> yeah. City? Yeah, City are not thinking about United at all. Um, but yeah, there it is. Um, we, are, we are actually closer to Norwich than we are to City. Anyway, uh, top four. <laughs> um, Manchester City, I've got in first, as I'm sure everybody else in the universe has. So it's basically predicting the rest of the top four, the top three. Second, third, fourth. Second place, I've gone Liverpool. Who do you have in second? Yeah, I've gone the same. I don't actually think they're going to struggle as much as people might think without Salah and Mane. I still think they're going to pull through because the yeah. defence is more than good enough and you've still got very good attackers with Jota, who seems to score every game. Yeah, true. So, yeah, and, and Chelsea just haven't looked that great. They actually looked decent versus Liverpool, but as of recently, they've, they've not looked that good at all. I think Klopp's done a clever thing as well. Um, what I've seen in recent weeks is he's sort of started playing Chain, Oxlade-Chamberlain more in a forward role, because when I've seen him play and get brought on as a sub, usually it's sort of in the midfield. But I think with one sort of his mind on the uh, AFCON, with knowing Salomani going, he needs wingers. So I think him putting Chamberlain up there on the wing the last few weeks he's brought him on has sort of been with Afcon in mind. Yeah, I don't, I don't of... think uh, I don't think Liverpool's fixtures, while Salah and Mane have gone, are actually that difficult. So I think they'll easily get through them. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think I don't know when they play City. I assume it's mid February or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I, uh, Liverpool second. I've gone Chelsea third. I think. <laughs> Have you gone? Yeah, yeah. The top three is a bit of an obvious one, isn't it? I think fourth's the only one where there's going to be some kind of debate there. Uh, yeah. Um, I think. I think it's going to be City going to in the end win it by. I don't think they're going to properly properly run away with it. Like they'll be win it by like fifteen points, but I think they'll win it by like a seven eight point margin. And then I think Liverpool and Chelsea are probably going to be battling between second. It's going to go down to the wire. I just think um, Chelsea's injuries and maybe a not out and out goal scorer if Lukaku doesn't get firing, I think that could probably cost them second place. Um, on that one, uh, you were going to chip in with something? I was actually going to say I disagree with that. I think City are going to run away with the league. I think Liverpool are going to run away with second. And I think Chelsea are going to run away with third. I mean, it's just going to be a big battle for top four. Uh, for the fourth. That just, uh, that just shows how crap the other 17 teams are in the yeah, league. If yeah. first, second and third are all comfortably points. From what I've seen in the past four weeks, I can't see Chelsea getting much. I can't see them getting very close to Liverpool, to be honest. Yeah, this especially when especially when Salah and Mane end up coming back. Yeah, true. And like I said, there's been injuries for uh, Chelsea to contend with. Reese James, Chilwell, two of their main outlets are yeah, and you injured for the majority happen. of the season. You don't know what's going to happen with Lukaku now. Yeah, this is true. Because um, he has come out with an apology, but it, it did seem like he was being held at gunpoint. So yeah, that apology. yeah we, we've we've all seen them apologies. Um, uh. We'll see if his apology means anything when he plays on the pitch. Um, yeah, because he was actually coming into a bit of form. Like he got two goals in two games before he actually uh, before he came out and did that. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I think I think the top three kind of writes itself. There's only I got a feeling we've probably got the same team in fourth, um, but this one it sort of can be debated a little bit. Who do you have in fourth? 
I have gone with Spurs. Yeah, I have as well, I think. I think the appointment of Conte is sort of the one that confirms that. Um, I do think it's going to be a close close race. I think West Ham are probably going to do what they did last season and sort of drop off towards the end and yeah, not go West into Ham the final few weeks. Uh, I think I think Arsenal might do it the same drop off. I think the only uh, it, as much as we laugh and joke and say how crap we are, I think United is the only team that probably are going to push. If any team is going to push Tottenham to the end, it probably will be United. If we can right. see the issue form. is, I just think I just think Conte is just so clear of Arteta and 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 Ragnick. Yeah, yeah. I just think and and and. Spurs have probably got the best team as well. So the best manager and the best team. Yeah, definitely. Start yeah, yeah, the best system. Um, and I think as well, I don't see Tottenham. I think Tottenham dropping points are going to come from draws like it did against Southampton. I don't think they're going to lose many games, even against the top of teams. I don't see them losing many games from now until the end of the season. Yeah, because Steven looks very good against Liverpool. And I mean, they're out of the Conference League now, so that's not going to be an issue for them. Uh, they've got the Carabao Cup uh, semi-final, but that ends soon, so that's not going to be an issue. Uh, FA Cup, as you said, is going to be just... I don't think an FA Cup causes too much damage as long as you don't get replays. And I, don't, I think they scrapped the replays, haven't they? So uh, that's beneficial there. So the only reason I can see Tottenham sort of dropping loads of points and maybe not getting top four is if they just go on a few games where they draw and can't get that decisive game-winning moment. Because I don't see them losing because the defence is class under Conte. And when you've got Kane and Son, even no Kane, he's all been off form, maybe he's coming into form a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's coming into form. He's coming into form a bit recently. Yeah, so... I, I, might, have I, get him, might have to get him back in the FPL. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, you knew it was going to happen. He's coming into form. Yeah, the moment. Yeah. you knew it was happening. I was very aware. I did say to you, get Kane in as soon as I get Kane out. Yeah, no, I've got Ronaldo, who seems to be breaking the net every week. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> so yeah, after watching him against Wolves, I, I, yeah, it was a hint of sarcasm in there for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I hope. For United standpoint with fourth and for a neutral standpoint with the top three, I hope that it's not as clear as we've sort of made it out to be. I hope there is a sort of competition between United and Arsenal and West Ham and Tottenham fourth and Liverpool and Chelsea can get closer to City because it, it City seem to run away but sort of every year, uh, bar that one that Liverpool did. So, I, and when they beat Liverpool by a point. Um, yeah, to be fair, we didn't actually look that good against, against Arsenal. No, they didn't. No, uh, Arsenal did deserve to win that game. Uh, well, not deserve to win it, but because they kind of threw it away themselves. But a few refereeing decisions were a bit uh, questionable there. Um, <laughs> makes yeah, you miss the conversation. In that game, there was only really one refereeing decision I think that was questionable, and that was the Arsenal penalty. Yeah, but even that, even that, because I saw someone say it could have gone both ways, where you could say, yeah, uh, it was such a difficult who, one. Who was it? Who was it? Who ran in? Uh, I think it was Odegaard that was. The yeah, one and that he, was... It looked, it, you could sort of see it as he stamped on Edison's foot. So it, yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't as much of a robbery as Arsenal fans made it. Yeah, definitely, and yeah, they sort of like made it themselves when you scuff the penalty for 
penalty spot on a penalty, you're sort of asking for for trouble. So um, yeah, v- the thing is, VAR is always going to pick up on stuff like that. I don't even think referee went to VAR. I don't think they told him. I think he saw it through his own eyes. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's stupid from Gabriel. Who, to be fair, so speaking of Gabriel, I think he was sort of a long shot for centre back. I think he's had a good season, but um, I don't think he's pushing in team this season. But you know, we're, we're past no. that conversation now. Yeah. Um, moving on to the relegation places. Um, obviously the three to be talked about. I'm sure probably one is sort of nailed on like it yeah. uh, normally is when they're in the league um 20 we'll do it in we'll do it in order we'll do it in order 20th place i've got norwich just yeah well, i don't think we can debate this too much to be honest yeah i they've looked better under dean smith but i just think yeah they've still, just not they've not got enough have they? they've not got enough to stay up like can't like cantwell's an okay player but he doesn't seem to be playing the only other real good player yeah he's Puka. played at all this season no, every time I look at Norwich team, he's always on the bench, which yeah, I don't know. Um, and the only other real semi good player is Puki, and he's not even firing as much as you would have thought. So maybe we're doing Norwich a disservice there, but they are quite poor this season, and I think even Norwich fans are going to admit that they're they're going back down to the Championship yeah. and then probably back yeah. up to the Premier League, and the cycle starts over again. But it is what it is. Um, this is where it gets a little interesting. Nineteenth uh, place. Who have you got for nineteenth place? I've gone with Burnley. I think the run's finally going to come to an end because I, I, I just think they've looked dreadful this season. Like worse yeah, okay. than normal because normally they're sort of scraping out the um, the wins or the draws, but I, I just think they've looked dreadful this season. Who who have you got eighteenth as well? We'll just do it as. Oh, um, something I'm hoping for is Newcastle. Yeah, um, they've already made some uh, one big signing, haven't they? With new with uh, Trippier coming in. Yeah, um, yeah. The, I, I I want Newcastle to go down. I've gone with Watford in nineteenth. I just think that even though I think they have made a defensive signing, they need like three, four defensive signings because that defense is dreadful. Uh, and I think that's yeah. what's going to cost them in the end. Dennis's goals are only going to get them to a certain point. So I think that's going to be trouble. I think they're going to do it right to the end. I don't think it's going to be a Norwich sort of out, down and out sort of in early April. I think they're going to go right to the end. And Burnley, who I've got an 18th, I was so close to sort of, because I looked I looked at the table and it's sort of four at the moment. And this could change because we're only halfway through the season. But the four are Norwich, Watford, Burnley and Newcastle. The other teams, Leeds, Everton seem to have got a few wins. They're sort of, five points I think or something like that above the four that I've just mentioned so um I, uh, Burnley as you say always seem to have luck or, or the skill it depends how you look at it but, I wouldn't call it skill <laughs> no no but like they, they're always there and they always get out of it um yeah so yeah, there's uh, definitely no skill involved in that team it's more uh, yeah, yeah they do always seem to pull it out of the bag but I, I just look at that team and I think they've got Corne, who's a good player. I just don't see anybody else that is going to get them out of this situation because usually it's a Ashley Barnes or a Chris Wood that's firing. They're not getting many goals at the moment, Burnley. Uh, and I think that's going to be an issue. Um, yeah, and I mean, even United scored three against them, which is just embarrassing for Burnley. <laughs> yeah, very true. Because um, United, United, are struggling. United are struggling to manage three shots in a game with mind three goals. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, Newcastle sort of, I don't know why you've sort of put them in the relegation zone, but I assume it could be something to do with those injuries, say Maxim and Wilson both getting injured. Well, yeah, they're also just not very good at football. This is true, this is true, but I feel they're just going to have enough. I think if they make the right signings, the sort of Trippier Lingard signings I think they're going to make in January. Yeah, because I mean, where are they? Because they are. Like so at the moment, I'm looking at the league table and they are two points off Watford, and Watford have got a game in hand. I mean, they've literally won one out of 19 games this season. This, yeah, this is true. Uh, so, and we're going to have to make some very, very good signings. Like Akira and Trippier at right back is not going to be enough to change that one out of 19 wins. Yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of done a max prediction to be fair, and I've kind of got a best of both worlds situation because if Newcastle get relegated everyone's happy it's funny Newcastle in the championship but if they survive relegation then I get my prediction right so it's a win-win situation either way <laughs> um, that's what Max does when he predicts Aston Villa to win like 5-0 yeah <laughs> um, one win out of 19 is just insane yeah that's, like they're, that's going for a, they're going for a record bad total number of points it no that Derby's Flipping eleven. What, what was what was Derby? I think record? even Norwich. I think it was eleven, wasn't it? Was it eleven? Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Even like Norwich, I think either on par or already beaten at eleven. Just shows yeah. how crap Derby were. Um, yeah, I think relegation three. I've gone Norwich, Watford, Burnley. You've gone Norwich, Burnley, Newcastle. Yeah. No real arguments there. I just think Newcastle are going to spend them sort of trippier Lingard signings not necessarily Lingard I'm just saying a, a Lingard yeah, type player example. Lingard level player to yeah to survive um, I have put top scorer as a prediction but uh, I That's think we're going to go with Salah yeah uh, so we're going to skip it and going to do one final thing which is uh, predicting Manchester United's remaining season uh, we no. can do it in the Premier no, League no, no. where we're going to no, finish no, no, no. where we're going <laughs> to let's not talk about this please we're going to um, no I don't want to do it either but... especially after that Wolves game there is just there is absolutely no hope after that Wolves game where, where, do, where is... do you think Man United are going to finish this season I think they're going to finish six and that's being extremely generous Okay, I think I, are, I think they're going to finish fifth. Just I I say sixth, and that's predicting that we finish above West Ham. But that's being very, very generous because if this is the worst we've looked almost since Fergie retired, because I think even at the start of the season with with Oli, I genuinely prefer that because at least we create, at least we had shots. Yeah, should have just been. We can't create a chance. And what what happened to this? What happened to this fucking press that was meant to come in? Like we did, we did it for fifteen minutes versus Palace, and of the players just got tired after that. I think it's such a big, yeah, they are. I think it's such a big change, though. Oh no, there's no way blaming. There's there's, there's, there's no way. There's there's no way because you can. This man will want these players to be pressing. I just don't think we can do it. (laughs) This man, <laughs> yeah, right, he just, said that. I just don't. It, it, the players just can't do what he wants them to do. But I feel like even if we got Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp in, the players just couldn't do what we want because they're just not good enough. They're just shit. Yeah, they're just shit at football. Um, and I their think... attitude is fucking awful. It's yeah, so bad. Is... 
he yeah the stuff that gets leaked true or not it's just embarrassing it really yeah. is um and i remember uh i think it was towards the end of last season i i, I might have said on a podcast um one of the united podcasts we were doing actually no that was a depressing one so i probably didn't say it uh but i remember saying to somebody or thinking at least that this man united team i just it i feel connected to them i i, I like them they're all nice they're all like sort of nice players nice people now i just hate them i just hate every single one of them they're just it's it just so frustrating and i don't know how we go from such a likable team to such a dislikable team in such a short amount of time um, yeah i mean i don't understand what could have happened because we've we were we got second and third in the league consecutively and then we signed ronaldo literally one of the best players in the world sancho one of the best youngsters in the world and Varane, who's one of the best center backs in the world hmm. and tom Heaton. But I don't understand Thank God how understand. how we've gone just from an actual because last season we were even pushing for the title. I don't know it was only until January, but we did push for it. And you'd think those free signings. I know we need a centre mid, but you'd think those free signings were enough to we should be nailed on like pressing with Liverpool and Chelsea, Chelsea minimum. Mm. When you actually look at the squad, like I know I've said, I've just decided that these players aren't very good at football. But when you look at the squad, every time we get a starting lineup out, I'm like, that's a good starting lineup. And I'm excited. I want. I'm excited to see what we do here. Yeah. And then it's just the fact that we we can't even get a shot off. We just I can't think of. I think Bruno Fernandez hitting the crossbar was the only meaningful chance I can remember as having and, versus Wolves. Even if he hit even him hitting the crossbar was tr- terrible because he should be yeah. at least testing the keeper there. But I can't I can't scoring. actually think of a chance outside of that. Ronaldo scored an offside ball but it was I mean it was miles offside. I mean the Bruno free kick in the 90th minute but that was yeah, really that was a, a simple chance. that was a really simple save. Yeah. Like he went he went the keeper's way. He didn't even manage to go over the wall. He went the keeper's way. It, yeah. it was just we can't create anything. We do, we just can't create anything. It's fucking. It's so embarrassing. Yeah, I, there's probably a little bit. I think when under Ollie, especially those last few weeks, it was very sort of pragmatic or it was pragmatic for a long time. They were just yeah. players who were not putting the effort in. And now, from going from that to press, 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 it's not going to be an overnight thing. But you would expect players. To yeah, but do there's pressing just no pressing more. at all. Not even for like ten minute periods yeah. of the game. There's exactly. just no pressing at all. This is like when you support a club that's trying to go for Champions League or something. This is worst case scenario for us because yeah, it's just so boring. Like I'd rather if we're gonna draw or lose games, I'd rather if there was some excitement in the game and we'd be drawing it like two all or something, and we'd get loads of chances. But we're just it's so it it the the, the big the most like just nothing team I think I've ever watched. Because they just they just don't do anything. Like I don't. Looking at the players at the moment, I don't think we necessarily need to do with the quote unquote rebuild. But I think we might be forced into doing it because if we don't get top four, Ronaldo's probably going to just fuck off. Then you've got Henderson wants to go. Then you I don't know. Like I think Dallo might be slightly happy now. He's getting a bit more game time in Tellers, but like Bailly's probably want to go. Then you've got uh, Donny is going to go, Martial is going to go, Lingard is going to go. All these players are going to go, and we're going to be Van on the Beek is the most confusing one because he must. The reason he mustn't be playing Donny Van der Beek is he knows he's leaving. Like Donny Van der Beek must have made the decision already to leave in January 
it, because if you want if you want pressing, Donny Van Der Beek is probably the perfect one because he's, he's yeah. him, he seems to be the the best at it whenever he plays. Definitely. So the only reason that I think Ragnick isn't playing Van Der Beek is because he knows that there's no point because he's going to be off in January anyway. I I think as well it like not this season when Ollie was in charge, but I think last season. Ollie did talk of you know United way and all of that, but he did he did talk about attacking football and it never happened. And Ragnick's in his his interviews and, and com- press conferences talks about pressing and it doesn't happen. Yeah, like, these think, managers are think... saying what they want, but they just not get. I don't know whether it's the player they're just not getting out of the players or whether they're just too liars or in in interviews and press conferences. It, it's such a weird situation and a frustrating one as a fan. I think we might be so bad going forward at the moment because I think Ragnick's trying to implement a good defence and a solid defence. I think that's the thing he's, because he always talks about it in interviews and I think that's the thing he wants to address first. I think he wants to start keeping clean sheets like 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 a Klopp's Liverpool does and, and Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. And then I think he sort of wants to build from there but at the moment he can't even get that going. Yeah. I think looking at it as it is like it was Ragnick's first loss against Wolves. The performances haven't been good enough, and the draw against Newcastle. Oh yeah, was so even even felt the like a loss. Game, the Norwich game was was that the last one that we watched together? Uh, yeah, it was. And that was that was fucking embarrassing. That yeah. was really really bad. <sighs> yeah, um, and I, I I think there's been good. There was some good periods against Burnley, some good periods against Palace, but that, I think that's about it that I've seen from this Ragnick team so far. Yeah. And as we say, it's not the manager's fault. The manager's come in and he's going to implement something. I just think these, these players need to accept that they're going to have to do what Ragnick's going to do. And like as well, Ragnick, it's not like Ragnick's going to be here for six months and then they get something new. Ragnick's here for six months and then he probably will have a big say in who is going to be the manager. So if he implements a pressing style and the players actually do it, then the logic dictates that Ragnick's going to choose a pressing manager to come back into the team, depending how much say he has. And then we build from there. So it's not like press for six months and then start over in the summer. It's press for six months. And then if Ragnick has a big enough say to get a pressing manager in, then we, we go from there. So it, it, I, I'm lost. I'm at loss for words every time I watch them, to be fair. I, yeah, I, just... I don't think it's going to happen, but I think Ragnick will want a lot of players in in January. Because I think he wants to get, he just wants to change this whole team up completely. I, yeah, I just don't see it. I just, because the Glazers, surprisingly, had a good summer uh, when they got like Ronaldo, Sancho, on the on the face of it, obviously, Varane, Sancho, Ronaldo. I just think, I think they're not going to want to spend after spending probably more than they wanted to to make up for the Super League's debacle. I think they're going to want to play it cool in January and then do stuff in the summer. And I, I hope that's not the case. I hope we do get players and I hope we get a few midfielders in. Because I think that's the main area, the midfield. It's just, you look at, I, I say it every time we talk about United, but you look at your Liverpools and you've got your Fabinhas and your Hendersons and Chelsea, you've got your Jorginhos and your Kantes and your Kovacic's. City's, you've got your Rodri's and your Fernandinho's. West Ham's, you've got your Rice's. You know, every team has that sort of, holding defensive midfielder United don't really have that like Matic is the only one and he's way past it McTominay is probably more of a box-to-box Fred's probably probably more of a box-to-box so we just need that one 
I think we also need another midfielder, but it, it's a mess. But I do think the midfield is probably the biggest area we need to improve, and I think that's a lot of the a lot of reasons why we're so bad at the moment is because of that midfield. Not yeah. all of the reasons, obviously, but some of them. Yeah, and I just can't see it. I can't see it getting any better, to be honest, because these players are just obvious fucking mo. Yeah, I think in terms of if we're going to predict what United are going to do, I, th- I think you've gone sixth. I've gone fifth. I just think I've gone fifth on the basis that I think Arsenal and West Ham are going to sort of give it to us rather than United take it from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... If we get top four, it won't be through our own quality. It'll yeah. be through everyone else just bottling it. I think Champions League... I, when Ragnar first came in, I was excited because I think maybe, you know, I, I wasn't expecting us to win the Champions League, but I was expecting it. So a good run in it. Now I'm like, if we fluke it to the quarterfinals, I think that's where it stops. And I think the same for the FA Cup. I'm sort of expecting the same thing last year with the FA Cup. We sort of get knocked out in the quarterfinals by a team like Leicester or something like that, who uh, at the moment are far superior to us, even though they are yeah. having a full season themselves. Yeah, if we got out of this season just with top four then I'd, uh, it, I'd be over the moon yeah um, it, football's weird stuff can change uh, but on the face of it at the moment you don't see United doing yeah, anything it's not worth. looking good it's not looking good at all yeah it, another thing is this 4-2-2 formation not a fan of it it needs changing up um I just, I just think it leaves. I just think there's nothing to it, really. Yeah, I think needs, maybe sort of a four-three-three. Yeah, yeah, he needs to just go back to, to sort of what we were playing under Ali. Not, not the exact style of football, but he just needs to go back to that formation. Yeah, and that might be the case. Ragnik might go. I want to, I wanted to come into United and change it up and get this team playing well. But this is not working. So maybe I've let certain the players know just to sort of get top four get over the line and then a new manager comes in and we sort of start over. Maybe that's what he's going to be thinking now. Yeah, but that's our only hope. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure Ragnar's an intelligent enough guy and sooner rather than later, I don't see, I don't see him being like an Ollie figure that's going to like stick to a, a losing formula. If, if results continue, uh, this is the first loss. The performance hasn't been bad, but we've sort of got over the line. Well, yeah, but we have been playing, We've win. not played anyone good yet. On the, like, we've literally played Norwich, Newcastle. Yeah, the, um, yeah true, true, true. Wolves. We don't Wolves really play anyone first, good until March. Yeah, Wolves was literally our first half-decent test, like half-decent team that we played against, and we failed miserably. Yeah, and the thing is, we've got, I think, Villa and West Ham are our next game, so we say we are not got oh, yeah. many good fixtures, yeah. so those are two teams who are on the up. Yeah, so, we're not beating Villa. We're not beating Villa, no chance. If we scored against Villa, I'd be massively surprised. Yeah, um, yeah, we got them in the cup and the uh, league, haven't we? I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it's it is a mess, unfortunately. There's no hope. There's no hope. There is no hope. Um, so that um, concludes our mid-season awards and predictions for 2022. Do you want to add anything on there? Any notes you want to bring in towards the end of this? Podcast? Definitely not, because United has just depressed me now. <laughs> not yeah, even, not even just watching United now. Just talking about it just makes me think about how I how I watched them, and it's just that the, the Wolves game killed me off. The Newcastle game killed me off, and the, the Wolves game was the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, I, it's, yeah. 
credit credit to Wolves that they were they and do you see Bruno Large's interview afterwards? He just basically like deconstructed the entire man. You know, it's just about to be. And I'm just like, thanks, thanks Bruno for that. Yeah, it's, it's not you, you don't have to deconstruct much to be honest yeah yeah, yeah that's true um yeah big big things need to happen at man united um and hopefully they will but uh my my expectations are on the floor but like the players fall on the floor yeah um any any yeah uh, any parting words anything you want to promote anything you want to say before we no just a podcast every wednesday <laughs> of course every Wednesday <laughs> well, it is Wednesday and you did say six we're one hour yeah, six recording yeah. I'm not going to get this before six we're not on even going to try <laughs> not even going to try <laughs> um, yeah it's been fun I think Max being here not being here is not an issue uh, <laughs> yeah fuck Max yeah fuck him off um <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we look forward It'll be to better next week as well because we'll actually be in the same room and not doing it over Zoom. But yeah, it's true. Difficulties happen. Yeah, this is a one off. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, I just dropped something. Um, and we won't be having that either. We won't be dropping stuff next week. No, no. Um, so yeah, um, I'm sure of now that we've done the these awards and the predictions for 2022 and mid-season awards and that i think we're gonna start again back to some sort of normality a few podcasts tier lists the usual stuff that we do um maybe a few guests as we said at the start you know a few people queuing up for there's uh, <laughs> a long line there's a long line yeah yeah uh we look forward to it we look forward to it uh big news mm-hmm. coming um but until then we will see you next time next week at Wednesday at 6 that's a lie Wednesday we'll see at 6 then. don't blame me when it doesn't come out on Wednesday at 6 <laughs> don't <Jeremy. laughs> uh, see you later